Welcome to the Within You podcast. I'm your host and wellness big sis, Rebecca Lee. My mission is to help guide and empower you to grow into the best, most authentic version of you so that living and feeling your best life becomes effortless. Here on the Within You podcast, we will be diving deep on all things wellness, mindset tips, motivation, and living an overall holistic, healthy lifestyle. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of self-development, where a positive mindset and holistic wellness come together. Now, let's get into the episode, but before we do, don't forget that it all starts within you. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. And more specifically, welcome back to episode three of our mini series, which is all on healing the relationship with food, your body, and yourself. We have finally made it to the third episode in this series, which is all on how to heal the relationship with yourself. So we started the series off by talking about how to heal the relationship with food. And I kind of mentioned earlier on in the series that the way we would think about this is almost like an inverted triangle. So you have healing with your relationship with self at the top, which therefore affects all the other relationships underneath it. So that affects your relationship with food and your relationship with your body but we kind of have to take stepping stones and stages, right? So I would say that for me personally in my journey, the first step was healing my relationship with food. And then I started to really heal my relationship with my body. And then over time, I really started to go even deeper and learn how to heal the relationship with myself. But good news for you, (laughs) if you want to heal the relationship with food, body, and self, you really can start by just healing the relationship with yourself because the relationship you have with yourself is what's going to affect all your other relationships in your life, including your relationship with food and body. So I would say this is actually at the top of the pyramid and it kind of covers everything else underneath it. So this episode's really going to kind of round out the mini series. It's really going to kind of tie everything together And if you haven't listened to episodes one or two yet of the series, I highly recommend that you listen to those before this episode, although it doesn't really matter in any particular order. But I do think that it does kind of make more sense, especially if you're just kind of starting on this journey to do it kind of more in phases. So I'm so excited to get into this episode. I love doing the mini series because I just find that it really helps allow me to go deeper on certain topics that I maybe wouldn't have been able to before because it's just, you know, not always attainable to put all that information in one episode. So if you haven't already, I would definitely recommend checking out the course to supplement the mini series, which is called Unleash Your Inner Glow. It really is all on how to heal the relationship with yourself, food, and body. You can use code PODFAM50 for 50% off. I never do discount codes this big, but I really do think that doing the course and actually doing the work alongside listening to this podcast and this mini series will help you really reach the most highest level, I guess, of your goals. <laughs> it would be the easiest way to achieve your goals, to feeling good about yourself, to feeling confident, to not having issues with food anymore, to loving your body, to feeling amazing, to glowing from the inside out, to attracting partners, to attracting people left and right. 
Like this inner work really shows up in your life. And I know this for myself. Like when I find myself attracting all these people, regardless if they're my husband, they're my person, they're my friend, whatever, who doesn't matter who they are going to be. Whenever I find myself like attracting new people into my life, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good sign because that means that I'm working on myself, my energy, my energy is open, my energy is magnetic. And that means that these people can energetically come and find me. I don't have to do anything. Energetically, it's a match. And that's why I love doing the inner work. So if you want to do the inner work to supplement this mini series, check out the course. It'll be in the show notes. Don't forget code PODFAM. 50 for 50% off and let me know if you have any questions. I know a bunch of our pod fam community members have already joined and have been seeing such amazing results and feeling really good about it. So if you have started taking the course, please feel free to message me, talk to me. I want to help, you know, you along with your journey, help with any coaching things that I can do. So message me and let me know that you got the course and that you're enrolled. So with all that said and done, I'm drinking my dandelion tea right now as I'm recording. Let's get into the episode. Mm, Let's get into the juiciness, shall we? Okay, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I know I have a lot of things that I love to talk about, but this in particular around healing the relationship with yourself is one of my favorites because I have experienced the biggest changes, the biggest results, the biggest shifts in my life once I focused on myself and specifically focused on the way I felt about myself, the way I was treating myself, the relationship I had with myself. And you know what? Not enough people are talking about this. It's kind of remarkable that we don't learn any of these things. Like we literally don't learn this. We don't talk about it in school. We don't even really know, you know, we don't talk about this even with our parents. Like my parents never taught me this stuff. Like no one really teaches you this stuff. And it, and it is really remarkable when I when I start to think about it that I'm like, damn, nobody taught me this shit. And if somebody just taught me it, like my life would be a lot easier. I wouldn't feel at war with myself all the time. And I could actually maybe just start to enjoy myself and the present moment just a little bit more. So I really hope that the, that these tips can resonate with you. Specifically, we're going to get into 10 tips. I came up with 10 tips. Usually I don't come up with that many tips, but this one I was like, you know what? We got to go in all deep. We got to do 10 tips to help you heal the relationship with yourself because I want every single person listening, I want you at home right now, wherever you are in whatever walk of life to feel just a little bit better about yourself. Just a little bit better. That's it. That's all I ask of you. And that's all I ask of you is just to keep an open mind. Even if you're someone who is not happy with themselves, is not where they want to be, it's maybe really hard on themselves. It's really down on themselves. Even if you are in that situation, just keep an open mind to this, to these tips. Keep an open mind. That is the only thing that I ask of you because they might help you out a lot more than you maybe maybe even realize. So that's that. Healing the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship to heal, is the most important relationship to nurture because it affects all other relationships. I mean, think about it, guys. We nurture and work on our relationship with our partners, right? If you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever the case might be, you know that it's going to take work. It's always, we, everyone always says that, you know, marriage, marriage is work. Like, of course, it should be easy, but you have to put in the time and the effort and the communication 
And you really have to dedicate your energy to that relationship if you want the relationship to be positive, right? You can't just like not do anything and then expect it to be great. Like, no, you have to put an effort and energy and time. And once you think about it from that perspective, you're like, wait, why don't we do the same with ourselves? Why are we not first and foremost looking inward and dedicating that same time, care, energy, communication, whatever else that you might need back into ourselves because that relationship with ourselves is going to translate into the relationship with our partners. We're not going to project as much shit onto them. We're not going to lash out at them. We're not going to project our insecurities onto them. We're not going to go to them and expect them to come for all of our emotional needs. Like think about it from that perspective. That's not going to happen at least as much anymore when you start focusing on improving the relationship and nurturing the relationship with yourself. And the same thing goes for friendships. The same thing goes for your family. The same thing goes for any relationship. And so if you are somebody who wants to have better relationships, if you want to attract a significant other, if you want to have soul-aligned, deep, connected friendships, a better relationship with your family, better relationship with your freaking neighbor or the guy walking down the street, I don't care. This episode is for you then because everything else falls underneath it. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, so does your relationship with food. So does your relationship with your body. So does everything else that manifests into physical form. It starts with you. It does. And I know that's not what everybody wants to hear, right? (laughs) We don't want to hear that. We want to blame it on the other person. We want to think it's them. No, some tough love today. Sometimes it's us. And that's okay. We're human. But that's why we listen to podcasts like these. That's why we do the inner work. That is why we are here. Right, ladies and gents? I agree. Okay, so let's get into the 10 tips, shall we? Number one, this one is super important. I can't believe I'm actually putting it at number one because it's probably top three most important out of this whole list. But that is to transform your self-talk. I cannot emphasize this one enough. If you are constantly putting yourself down, What do you think that's going to do to your relationship with yourself? Imagine if you constantly put down your friend. Your relationship would be shit. If you were talking negatively towards them, you wouldn't have a good relationship. The same thing goes for yourself. The way you speak to yourself is hands down the most important thing that you can start working on. It is. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I am going to say that it is doable. Okay, listen, I'm somebody... I did not used to always have this self-talk that I do to my that I do with myself now. I was somebody who used to be really hard on themselves. I would really beat myself up. I would just constantly bash myself. I would focus on the things I didn't like about myself until one day I realized that doing that didn't actually change anything. It didn't actually make me feel better. If anything, it made me feel worse about myself and it made things worse. And so once I realized that that negative self-talk was actually the most counterproductive thing that I could do, I started to significantly, significantly monitor my self-talk. Now I'm talking like FBI status. I think I even mentioned this on the previous episode on healing your relationship with your body. But one quick and easy way that you can actually start applying this today is I want you to come up with a mantra or a word 
or something that you can interject anytime negative self-talk comes up. I don't know what that is for you. It can be anything. It could be like, nope, I love myself. Nope, I do not agree with this. Nope, I choose to be happy with myself. Whatever the mantra is, come up with one. Maybe write it down. Put it in your notes app or your phone. And next time that you notice that you start to give yourself some negative self-talk, physically interject with this new mantra. Start to rewire your brain so that you aren't giving a mental reward for the negative self-talk, but you're actually going to give yourself a positive reward for the positive self-talk. So on the flip side, whenever you say something good about yourself, give yourself a little reward. Be like, yep, I agree. Start giving your brain those little cues and rewards because over time, your brain will pick up on that. And if you start to give yourself like a little reward, quote unquote, or positive reinforcement every time you say something positive about yourself, over time, your brain will start to gravitate more towards those types of thoughts. And anytime you entertain a negative thought, your brain will continue to focus on those types of thoughts and those types of self-talk. So start becoming aware of it and start interjecting with a positive affirmation or some sort of mantra so that you stop the pattern of negative self-talk and then reward yourself with the times that you do positive self-talk. Like I said, I know it's easier said than done, but promise you if you practice this over time, it will get easier. Number two, never ever, and I mean ever, speak badly about yourself even as a joke. Our words are powerful. Our words hold a vibration. And if you are literally speaking into existence negative things about yourself, you are going to cast more energy and more attention and draw more energy towards the things, the exact opposite things you don't want attention on. So the more that you are outwardly projecting your insecurities, the more that you are drawing attention, oh, I look like this, oh, this breakout, oh, this, that, you are going to draw more attention to that. And not just that. If you are using negative words to speak badly as about yourself, even as a joke, those words hold a vibration and that will play into your consciousness. That will play into your subconscious mind. That'll play into how others perceive you. It'll play into the story that your mind and your body is going to be telling about yourself. So the most important thing here is that you need to train yourself to stop yourself before you say you let any words leave your mouth that don't say something highly of yourself. Trust me on this. I have implemented this personally and I can't even begin to tell you guys how much of an impact that's made on the way I see myself. And I don't think I've even consciously realized it in the moment, but looking back now, I can see I'm like, yep. Yeah, that makes sense that I don't actually have as many negative thoughts as I used to because I'm not saying negative things about myself. Like it really sounds so simple and it can be so simple. You just have to start becoming aware of it and being intentional about it. Number three, this one really also goes with the other few, but this one's really, really, really important. Okay. I want you to start being your biggest hype woman and your biggest cheerleader. So what does a cheerleader do? A cheerleader is bringing the energy. She's bringing the positive energy for the team. So I want you to think that you are the team. Your life is the team. And you have to provide that positive energy that a cheerleader is going to bring for the team for yourself. 
Because if you can be your own biggest cheerleader and support system and hype woman, oh baby, let me tell you, people are gonna be a one. People are gonna want to be around you. People are gonna feel your energy like nothing else. And I always give this tip, this little hack. Next time before you go out, I want you to look yourself in the mirror and hype yourself the f up. Let me tell you why. Because that energy is magnetic AF. And if you want people to approach you, if you want to shine like a star, baby girl, like you are in the room, hype yourself up before you go out. While you're putting your makeup on, while you're doing your hair, smile, laugh, look at yourself and say, damn, I look good. My hair looks good. My makeup is bomb tonight. I love my outfit. Wow, I'm so magnetic. Wow, I'm so radiant. Like, trust me, this energetic hack is life-changing it's really life-changing sometimes I'll do this even before I like have a photo shoot or if I'm taking pictures or if I'm trying if I'm going on a date or if I'm going to meet someone new I will do this and I swear the way people treat me afterwards is completely different than if I didn't do this one simple energetic hack before and it's something that you can start doing now so besides that I want you to give yourself like positive reinforcement when you do something good even if it's for the small things like good job today, Rebecca, you know, great job in getting that thing done or, you know, taking care of yourself, doing your skincare. Like I'll literally give myself positive reinforcement. Like sometimes like even like a child, I know that sounds kind of weird, but I do think that it makes a difference when I'm telling myself all the good things that are like, not all the good things, but reinforcing the things that I'm doing, the positive reinforcement, the hype women, the cheerleader, because that motivates me to do even more. It motivates me to continue showing up and to continue doing the things that I want to do. Because if you're just going to keep putting yourself down for the things you didn't do, that's what's going to be at the forefront of your mind. That's going to be at your consciousness. But if you're hyping yourself up and giving yourself positive reinforcement for the things that you are doing, that's going to be the quickest way to elicit change. It's like a child. If you give a child positive reinforcement, which means you give them a positive response to the things that you want them to do. So if they make their bed and you give them praise for making their bed, they're going to be more likely to make their bed. But if you put them down, if you give negative reinforcement, like you're so horrible, why didn't you make your bed today? You're a failure. Wow, they're going to feel that pain and they're going to associate that pain with making their bed then they're going to be less likely to actually build the habit that you want them to build. This is, I learned this in a class once, I swear, I think in like high school. And so (laughs) we kind of have to use those same principles for ourselves because we can say, okay, if I want myself to continue doing these great things, I need to give myself positive reinforcement, be myself, give myself that hype woman, being myself that biggest cheerleader that we need to see. So try it out. Let me know if it works for you because I really think it helps me a lot, even with the little things in my day to day. Okay, number four, I want you to start treating yourself like a friend. This one is super self-explanatory. And it basically, treat yourself the way you would treat others. You know, they say treat others the way you would treat yourself. Make sure you're also treating yourself the way you would treat others. Because if I can have a guess, I'm going to guess that most of you guys are good people and would treat other people in a good way. So I want you to start treating yourself the same way that you would treat a friend and a best friend. And like I mentioned earlier, you're going to want to make sure that you are nurturing that relationship to others or with yourself as you are to others. And the same thing goes for, you know, 
the way you're treating yourself. So point blank, start treating yourself like a friend. Start asking yourself, would you say this to insert name of your best friend? Would you act this way towards insert name of best friend? And if the answer is no, then you shouldn't be doing that to yourself either. Number five. Okay, this one's really important too. When it comes to healing the relationship with yourself, sometimes it can be helpful to do the inner work to more specifically understand the root cause or heal any previous traumas that might still be lingering in your adult life. And this one's very complex, obviously, and we're not going to be able to really dive deep on this one in this episode. But I just want to bring it to your attention, your awareness that as adults, we can really be holding on to previous traumas that maybe we had from our childhood, from our previous relationships, from things that have happened to us in the past. And we hold on to that, those patterns, those thoughts, those feelings for a long time until we actually can uncover it and understand where it's coming from. So for example, if you are attracting the same kind of person, maybe the same unavailable, (laughs) emotionally unavailable man, and you are looking for an emotionally available man, there might be a reason for why this keeps happening to you. If it's a pattern, there's some sort of inner trauma or inner belief, let me say that, inner belief that is detracting you from finding an emotionally available man. And you can really do this kind of inner work. I, you know, I always suggest maybe working with a therapist or a coach or someone that you trust to kind of do this inner work because sometimes it can be helpful to actually have another person to do it with versus just yourself, especially with like the deep, deep stuff. And I mean, I've done this with clients too, and I've seen kind of the impact and breakthroughs that they can have by working with another person. So I just want you to think about that, that if you are really trying to work on this relationship with yourself, sometimes you need to understand kind of doing like the shadow work. Shadow work's a good word for it. The shadow work behind some things that are currently in your energy, in your field, in your life, the way you feel about yourself, it it might just be from something that has happened in your past. It might be something from childhood that you're still choosing to hold on to in your day to day. I know it's not easy, right? It's not like as easy as let me just heal all my trauma. No, (laughs) this is a very complex topic that I still struggle with too. And it's very human. But I just want you to know that if you are struggling with feeling good about yourself, is there something that happened in your childhood that made you feel not good enough? Let's say that has been imprinted in your subconscious mind that you're still holding on to in your belief system. So Just something to think about because that can definitely be affecting the way you feel about yourself right now, which is coming from something that happened a long time ago that you really can choose to transform and shift and maybe working with a a licensed practitioner like a therapist or a coach can help you uncover those things if you're curious about it or if you even have like a feeling like, yeah, there is something deeper that I want to uncover as I'm speaking about this, that's another sign. Okay, number six, this one's super important. I know I say everyone's important, but this one actually is really important. (laughs) And that is, I want you to forgive yourself. Please, baby girl, forgive yourself. Take a deep breath. Wow, that feels good even just to say out loud. We need to forgive ourselves. If you want to move on, if you want to feel good about yourself, if you want to get past certain things, 
please, you need to forgive yourself from anything that you might still be holding on to that is not serving you right now, okay? Because we have a tendency, especially as women, to put ourselves down over and over and over again for something that has happened in the past. And I'm going to put it straightforward. You're not going to get past those things until you can truly forgive yourself, until you can truly show yourself some self-compassion for just being a damn human. I don't know one person out there, including myself, who has not made a mistake in the past. I don't know one person. Every person I know has done something in the past that they regret, that they can look back on now with their perspectives and their life lessons and say, damn, I shouldn't have done that or I wish I handled that differently. And you know what? That's okay. Because you learn from that. You grow from that. And so the worst thing that you can do for yourself is hold on to that guilt or regret or shame because you're just replaying that pain over and over and over again in your head and your body for something that might have happened years ago. Something that might have happened a long time ago. And so the more that you can start to show yourself that self-compassion and forgiveness, the more those feelings will start to dissipate the better your relationship will be with yourself because you know you're human and you know that it's okay to make mistakes. Just learn from them. Just grow from them. And so some journaling prompts can really be good for this. I think I have a whole thing on this actually in the course about how to actually forgive yourself. Some journaling prompts to sit down and meditate and visualize and bring in love to your body and your mind and your brain and your heart and journal about anything that you might still be holding on to so you can let it go. Like I really think a nice exercise sometimes that is very symbolic is like write write down and journal about the things you want to let go of and burn the piece of paper. Like I've done that before and it's it's really nice. (laughs) It's pretty cathartic. Like you really feel like an energetic release of the things that you might have been holding on to that's no longer serving you. Number seven, I want you to keep the promises that you make to yourself, even the small ones. Because over time, that is going to have a big impact on how you view yourself, what your self-perception is. Ed Milet actually talks about this a lot, and I think I learned this from him, because he was saying that if you have a friend who is always bailing on you, who's always saying they're going to do this thing and they never do it, how do you think your perception of your friend is going to be? It's definitely going to go down. Like, you're not going to see your friend as highly as you would have because you can't trust their word. And so the same thing goes for ourselves. If you haven't noticed the common theme in this episode, it's literally (laughs) about what would happen with a friend. The same thing happens with you, right? So I want you to just think about that, that if you every day are saying, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do that thing. And I'm going to become the next Elon Musk and making these grandiose promises. I'm going to work out three times a day, every day for the next week from zero to a hundred. And then you don't do it. And then you fail. And then you get down on yourself for failing. Well, maybe you shouldn't have set these huge expectations of yourself, these big zero to a hundred. I'm calling you guys out, the zero to a hundred girlies. Trust me, I get it. (laughs) I've been there. Yeah, that's, we got to stop that. We got to quit it and we got to make promises that are actually attainable so that you don't get into this cycle of zero to a hundred where you set these big goals, you don't meet them because you try to do too much too fast and then you get down on yourself and then you feel sorry about yourself and then you go down deeper in the rabbit hole until you find some motivation to then make these big things. No, 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 no. We got to get back to the attainable things that you can do 
to really keep those promises to yourself so you're not ruining your own self-trust. Number eight, a tip to heal the relationship with yourself. Do the things that make you feel good and light you up. Wow, this one sounds so simple, but it is so potent. It is so important. If you want a good relationship with yourself, start doing things that you genuinely feel like yourself. (laughs) That's, I'm not kidding, so important. You need to actually feel like you are doing the things that light you up in this world. And so to go with this tip with number eight, I will also say, spend more time alone. Honestly, alone time is so important. And if you can take some time to like schedule a date for yourself to go journal by the water or in a park and pick up your favorite food or your drink or whatever and like just spend some quality time alone whatever it is that makes you feel good you're gonna feel better because you're gonna think wow I can do this like yeah I can take care of myself I can do these things and so the more that you focus on the things that actually light you up the more that you're gonna just naturally feel better about yourself because you're gonna see that you're actually doing the things that you enjoy and that strengthens your relationship with yourself hands down So don't be afraid to spend alone time. Go to a meal alone. Some of my favorite times have been alone time and it feels really good. Trust me on that. Number nine, invest in yourself. You want a good relationship with yourself? Invest in yourself. Because if you invest in in yourself, you will inherently feel worthy of good things because you can physically, tangibly see that you are treating yourself to the highest level, the highest standard, right? If you are doing the self-care, if you are taking care of your physical body, going to the gym, eating good, cooking, reading the self-help books, listening to the self-improvement podcast, like just leveling up and investing in yourself, investing in a coach, in a therapist, in a mentor, in a this, whatever the investment looks like for you, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, I don't care. Just invest in yourself. Do something that makes you feel better about yourself because if you invest in yourself, you will have a better relationship with yourself because you will see that you are worth it. You will see that you are worthy and you will eventually just naturally have a better relationship with yourself because that really does strengthen it. Okay, last tip, tip number 10. And I'm going to keep this one short because it's pretty straightforward. Accept yourself. You cannot love yourself if you're not being yourself. So at the end of the day, all of these tips don't matter if you are still fighting with yourself, if you are still trying to be somebody you're not. Because let me tell you something. The chances of you being born are like 0.000000000000123. I'm making that up. Percent. Like, it is so marginally small on the probability that you were born today and you were born and that must mean that there's something special and unique about you specifically about you that we need more of in this world because you wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case so please accept yourself wholeheartedly for who you are because the sooner you do that the sooner you will have a better relationship with yourself because you really can't do that can't have a good relationship with yourself until you accept yourself. So I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode to this mini series. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to take a screenshot, share it on your story. Let me know you listened. 
please feel free to give us a review on iTunes, on Apple Music. Your reviews and your positive words truly help me so much. They help the podcast so much. And I just appreciate every single one of you for being here. Don't forget to check out the course. The link is in the show notes, PodFam50, if you really want to take this work to the next level because you deserve it. I will catch you in the next Pod Wednesday. Mwah.